Hey guys, welcome to another episode of We Are Just Visitors. Today I talked to Dalal Hambali. And I realized this format today is a little bit different. Uh, usually I steer the conversation to places about belief systems. But seeing how I met Dana and how we sort of found each other in a crowd and were drawn to each other, I, I didn't want to steer the conversation anywhere. I just kind of wanted to. To, to flow to wherever it goes naturally and whatever Dana was going through at the time. And I think that happened beautifully. So um, have a listen. Uh, just a disclaimer, there's a few interruptions happening because, uh, you know, the fire alarm kept going off when I was burning my incense, my bukhur. And, uh, you know, uh, bear with us. Uh, I like to keep it organic and unedited. Uh, the beginning is a little bit noisy while we come in and you, you know, it feels like you just walked in on a conversation and then the audio gets a little bit better later on when we're sitting and talking. So, uh, bear with us in the beginning, uh, enjoy yourselves, come hang out. Dan al here we go. Uh, you told me I'm catching you. Right after my uh, breathwork work. seminar, okay. which, by the way, turned out to be just women, so you wouldn't have been able to come to me. No way! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I went to Nefas. Ah, you went to Walid. Yeah. How was it? It was really good. It was uh, it was a, 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 a mini trip. <laughs> really. This is the guy telling me my my bakur is causing fire. Ah. Uh. I don't know. Security guard changed, eh. so the older security guard knows. Eh. So you have to like brief this. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. Before he just called me. He'd be like, by the way, the alarm's ringing. Open the window. You know, but this guy's new, so Is he it comes. Alarm ring? Uh, I mean, it rings and home. Ah, okay. And no, it's that. Yeah, and that, and then they'll, they'll come and and see what's up. But yeah, uh, yeah, I went to Nafas, and uh, it was. Yeah, it was like a mini trip. It is a trip. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, I don't know what what yours was like. Like was it was it like teaching or was it like intense uh So, you're talking about my Walid experience or my just now you're experience? Just now. Okay, so the one I did now is completely different to what I did with Walid cuz I learned that apparently there are like 20 different ways to breathe. Um the one I was at now was more or less uh it was a completely different technique of breathing, but there was an education side to it. So there was an actual seminar aspect to it. I technically have taken levels one, two, and three, and there are levels for A, for B, and five. If I wanted to pursue becoming a trainer, or if I wanted to pursue just becoming someone who was more aware of how to do this, because you learn a lot about yourself throughout the process. Um, but it's a different type of breathing technique. It's intense. It's, uh, it's a heightened level of awareness. Um, it's not as trippy 
as the Walid experience, which in, for me, I, I find it to be the equivalent of a high, like holotropic breathing or shamanic breathing. It's intense. You, you go into spaces and you see and you feel things that come out of nowhere. That's quite intense. It's different. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I felt with Walid. Like I went places. Yeah. It wasn't as intense as like other trips, but like it, like I, I, I get it. Like I get what's, where this can go. And you get I, the appeal. I get the, I get the appeal. Yeah, I get the appeal. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. But tell, tell me about this, you know, what, what you learned. What did you discover and what did I you discover mean, about yourself throughout the process? You know, it's interesting. Every single day, because it was a five-day experience, I went through a specific type of emotion. And it started with complete dismissal of the process because I was like, I don't know if it's I, I take myself too seriously or if I've done too many of these types of experiences where I feel like I know what to expect. Um, and to be honest, I didn't know what to expect with them. But when we started to get into it on day one, I was like, oh, God, I have to be like, it's all about, you know, love and presence and all of this woo woo stuff. Like, I've already done that. Like, give me something more intense. I was seeking. Give me the maximum. Dose. Give me that. Literally, I want. I, w I wanted to feel something. Like I went into it, atshane for something. You know what I mean? Whether it's breathing or feeling or whatever it may be. But it started out with um, dismissal. Second day, it was anger. And you go through obviously throughout the day. It's a nine to five, like full on day. So you're doing different exercises. So day two, I was angry and irritated. Uh, day three, I was sad, genuinely sad. I felt exhausted. Day four, which funny enough was the rebirth day where we go through this exercise where we are, it, it, it's supposed to be emulating um, or simulating in our case, quite literally, because they physically put you in like a wrap and it's supposed to simulate or make you feel well, that whole journey of coming out of your mother's birth canal all over again which of course I went into thinking, what, seriously? But it was actually quite beautiful, just in terms of a symbolic experience. Um, I felt good. I, I, I mean, I went from sad to just relaxed. And funny enough, it was only after that birthing session or rebirthing session, that's when I felt on day four and a half slash five, uh, I felt like, oh shit, I have a lot of things I need to address. A lot of things are going on inside me that I've been suppressing, repressing. Things that are holding me back from getting that feeling. Because I'm doing a lot of things. It's not like I'm isolating myself at home. I'm, I'm, I'm a very active person. I have a company. I'm doing a lot of things. But I'm still seeking something. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel, and this, this is something I've been feeling as well, and you just touched upon it, where because you've done a lot of these experiences, mm -hmm. when you book your, your next one, yeah. You're like excited about it because you saw something and you're like, you know what, let me book this thing. But then when it comes to the day, you're like, ah, I don't want to do this right now. 100%. Right? 100%. What, what is that? 100%. I, like, I, I, get, I, like I get tired as soon as I get there. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I got to go into this thing and I go into this zone. I got to get into this headspace. I'm like, maybe I'm not ready right now. Is there a refund policy? Like, what's... <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. You know? Do you feel that as well? 100%. I almost canceled the session like three times. And then the day of, especially then it was in Abu Dhabi, I was like, good God, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I have work. I have a million things to do. I have more important things to do. 
five days off for this. Can I cancel? Can I do? Yeah. Why? I mean, I think it's just a natural, it's a natural thing to feel. We always want to retreat back into our comfort zone when we are, you know, at this liminal point of experiencing something new. And I think what's even worse than, than the anxiety of experiencing something new is wondering if shit, what if I don't get anything out of this experience? You know, what if it's just another, you know, I, 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 there's a comfort in knowing, okay, I've never tried it. So, you know, I haven't, I've, I haven't gone there. I haven't discovered. So there's something romantic in this idea of, you know, if I were to do it one day when I decide to do it, that's when I'll really change. But imagine you actually do it and you're like, fuck, I didn't change. Can I curse? I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, ask. You can, you right? curse. It's fine. Imagine, fuck, I didn't change. It's the same shit. But it's interesting. Have you ever read The Alchemist? I have, yeah. And although it's a book that I feel like a lot of people um, go back to, it's so relevant on this point because we spend our whole lives in search of a lot of things, feelings, emotions, experiences, whatever, whatever, whatever. And only to discover that the whole point or the whole purpose or the whole journey leads you back to where you started. And this entire experience is about coming back into your own, who you originally were, all the things you had to learn and unlearn. To, to, to truly feel like you are enough, you were always enough. That never was the issue. That's, beautiful. That's a beautiful way to put it. I need to go back and read it again with this, with this in mind. I, 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 I remember reading it, but I can't remember almost anything about it. Now I need to, it was too, it was too long ago. Yeah, it is. I, you know, it's, I think with reading, books come into your life when you need them to. And when they re-enter your life, th that's an indication that there's something new to discover from it. I've never watched a movie and not taken something new out of my second, third, fourth time of watching it. Yeah. Um, and this, it's the same with books. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same with movies. I don't think I've ever read a book twice. That's a, really? That's a new thing for me, yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah, movies definitely, I take, I take more and more every time. Uh, you know, when, when, when you grow and you discover new things about yourself and you see the movie again, you're like, oh, this, haven't, haven't noticed that before. Mm. So. Cool. Tough movies. Yeah, but take 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 me back to to, to to you know you were going through the emotions mm. at, at your breathwork. Let's go. Let's go back to that. I was going through the emotions of my breathwork. Breathwork. Um, yeah, I mean it was intense. I'm no stranger to the intensity of my emotions. I mean, I've 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 been here for about a year, and the whole purpose behind my move from home to the UAE um, has been to kind of kick off this, this journey of self-discovery. Um, so I'm, I'm not shocked at the emotions that came out. I'm just, I keep being faced with this question of how many times do I have to deal with this for it to truly be dealt with? Um, would you mind sharing what this is? Feelings of self-doubt, not feeling like, um, you know, I always had a problem with feeling like I wasn't 
appreciated for what it was that I was giving. Um, so to realize that a big part of that has to do with my own self beliefs or limiting beliefs or the way that I see, see myself. I mean, that's, that's a huge slap in the face, you know, and we know that these things are true because we talk about them a lot more now in our day to day. But when you're faced with that after an experience like this or during an experience like this, where you're going in willingly and nayalla, come, I want the shit to be kicked out of me. And then you discover like, oh shit, <laughs> it's, it's me who's doing this to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's intense. That's, that's what I mean by the intensity of emotion. You're faced with, you're faced with the reality of you, the power to change your life sits with you and it doesn't sit within the context of your life. And I always believed this. I always believed that you're not, I, I never, I very actively try not to be a victim of my own circumstances, whatever those circumstances may be. But I think sometimes even in our, you know, holier than thou attitude um, of, of whatever self-awareness we're going through, I think we forget and we need to be reminded. And it's these, these exercises that remind us. So I told you at some point I, I'm, I've gone back to religion um, as a practice. You know, I've always been connected spiritually, but going back to the practice of my religion um, has been something super, super soothing for me. And I've always known about it. I haven't been learning something new, but it's interesting that it's, I find solace in the practice of it when I never did before, or I never looked at it this way before. Mm. I, I, wa I wanna get back to that, but I wanna take you back to the day we met. Mm. And I, I, I wanna just remember what happened there. Mm. You know, there, there was, we were at Reed's house, Reed and Aras, and we started talking and instantly like, there was like, oh, who is this person? Mm. Why are we connected? Mm. What's going on there? Do you remember that, that moment? I do, I remember yeah. that moment. What happened there? I mean, I think it's just one of those things that happen when you're on the path to whatever you wanna call it, self-discovery or asking questions or whatever it may be, you meet people that you're sort of in sync with. And I feel like while I didn't know your story and I still don't know a lot of your story, I think there's a sync between us. And there was a sync that night, especially because I was quite quiet that night. Um, I was out of my comfort zone. Uh, and you, funny enough, as much as I felt like you were probably in your comfort zone. There. I was totally out of my comfort Were you I, really? Nobody. Really? Zero. I, I felt like you there. fit in quite well. Okay, no. I yeah. knew nobody. I just, I, I just met Fried and Ara like recently and they invited me this thing and literally knew nobody. So see, maybe that's what brought us together. Because I, I, I remember being there and kind of looking at everyone and just being in awe of how comfortable they were with themselves. Um, it was a, an eclectic group of people. Um, mm. And I'm generally the quiet person at, at parties and gatherings and things like that. So, yeah. There was something about your stillness that was, that was interesting, that I was drawn to. Mm. And then we, we, we talked a little bit about your journey. Um, 
I'd like you just to remind me, what, where did you start? Where did you come from? Where, why are you here? You know, you kept saying something about, I went through something and I'm just like, what is this something? Mm. Is that something you want to share? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm quite open about it. Mm. I am, so I'm a creative, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creative person. Um, and I started my career quite early. Um, and although, you know, my entire life, I, I, I've loved different forms of expression, whether it be theater or acting or singing or dancing or all of these beautiful ways that you can express yourself and connect with others. Um, my journey kind of led me towards being in a field where I was still within the realm of expression, communication. Um, but it was a little more <laughs> driven by capitalism. <laughs> so uh, I started my career quite early and I started a business, my first business about eight years ago. I've been doing what I do about 15 years altogether. Um, I do everything from, I started in design, moved into strategy, uh, business development. I've worked with a lot of multinational companies. Great, great, great. And I started my company with my business partner back home in Kuwait. Um, we had this incredible journey with this business. Uh, but you know, one thing people don't tell you about starting your own business is that it's not a walk in the park. It's a whole other thing. Um, so it was quite exhausting. And I think 15 years into my career, I got to a stage in my life where I was just, I was done. I just, I, I got to a point of no return mentally and emotionally. You know, I, I'm someone who's very passionate about what I do. So to get to a stage where you're almost resenting where you are in your life and what you've accomplished, that's quite dangerous. Um, especially if you're not self-aware enough to know that this is an indication for you to kind of be digging inward. And at that same time, I, I discovered that I got sick. Um, I discovered that I had tumors in one of my breasts. Um, alhamdulillah, eventually after they were removed, um, we found out that they were not, they were benign, but they were, they were growing nonetheless. So that as an experience was something that was incredibly sad, incredibly sad because, you know, the way that I've lived my life, um, because I'm so, um, how do I say this? I made such an effort to be in control of so many aspects of my life. So to get to a stage where I just felt like I gave all that I had to give and what I'm being faced with is something that is completely out of my control. I mean, that felt like such a betrayal, a betrayal of myself, a betrayal of God, the universe, whatever it is you want to call it. I remember being so angry. Um, and something just clicked. I needed a change. I needed a change quite des desperately. Um, so I made a, the difficult decision to sell my business, my very successful business, um, and leave my home to come move to the UAE um, and start over. But start over knowing what I know, because, you know, us, we love to say, you know, had I known what I knew back then, I would have changed. And now I'm faced with it and I'm here to tell you it's bullshit. You still make the same mistakes. You still go through the same self-doubt. You still have the same, you know, 
whatever, resentments, anger, shit you have to deal with because changing geography or starting over, all of these myths of, I call them myths because they're sold to us as, you know, you can change your life. You can change your life if you just do this one thing. But no, no, you, you evolve with life. The change is the evolution of self and, and being more in tune with yourself as you navigate this journey, wherever it is that it takes you. And that's where I am now. You know, I'm, I'm in such a better place, although, I mean, by other people's standards, I get asked all the time. So, so how's, how's your new company going? Are you doing well? How many clients do you have? Are you making money like you used to? Are you doing this? Yeah, but are you like, are you making money? Are you doing this? Who's your client? Who are the names? Uh, where are you living? Are, you know, is it, is it smaller than where you used to? Like it's like, I'm, and it's so interesting. Cause like, I'm, I'm at a level of awareness where I can look at that and I can listen to that. And it doesn't bother me as much. It still bothers me a little bit, but it doesn't bother me as much because I'm like, damn, you're still blinded by something I have liberated myself from. And I'm quite grateful for that. Let me, let me ask you about, um, starting over. Mm. Uh, do you feel there's a bit of an ego about starting over where and this is something I've, I've, I've been feeling and I'm trying to, to let go of, uh, you know, when you, when you start something new, you're like, man, I used to, like, I, I was so good at this other thing mm. that like, I almost don't want to start this new thing because it's going to take me so long to get, to get as good as I used to be at this other thing. Do you have that as well? Yeah, for sure. I have that. I have this fear of, I think it goes back to, I'm so used to receiving praise and recognition for things that I'm quote unquote good at just cause I'm good at it. doesn't mean I have to like it or love it, or it has to become my life. Um, again, this plays into the capitalist societies that we live in. It plays into, you know, once you are conditioned in the education system, you have to quote unquote, find your place in this world, in this system to contribute to something that you're very detached from in order to survive. Um, so yeah, of course I feel that. I still feel that. I still wonder, you know, is what I'm doing now enough? Um, am I falling back into the same patterns because I'm scared? And I think some days I am and some days I'm not. Um, but of course I feel that. But you know, there's such a, there's something so freeing about starting something new or, excuse me, being in this playful stage of discovery. We're just so, we forgot, we forgot how to play. We forgot how to be okay with not having all the answers. So today it's uncomfortable for us, but it's also very natural to us. It's a natural process that we, it comes to us naturally. We just, we're so used to not being okay with experiencing it and suppressing it that we think we don't have it in us to do it. Sounds very like philosophical. <laughs> My point is it's yeah. in our nature to play. It's in our play nature to discover. It's not as hard as you think it is. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm in that place right now. Mm. That's the, the, the trying a whole bunch of new things and really sucking at them, mm. you know, and, and really trying to discover, you know, if, if I can be good at this, if I like this. And um, only recently, you know, and I'm sort of pushing myself to, to share this process and progress mm. uh, with, with people and, and, you know, because I'm, I've always been used to, you know, doing something in, in, in silo, getting really good at it and then showing the result. And it's, it's sort of the first time in my life that I'm like pushing myself to, to drop the ego mm-hmm. and, uh, and show how much I suck at something and see where, see where it goes from there. So that like what you're saying is almost like music to my ears, sort of validating that, that, that part. But also like, why do you see it as you suck at it? Like, why is it like, I think sometimes we take for granted that sometimes trying something new and you know, informs the next thing that you do. You know, one of the most famous stories in the world is the Steve Jobs story of, you know, when he dropped out of, uh, you know, Reed College, he used to drop into different courses um, just to test them out. And he dropped into the, um, the font class to learn about uh, calligraphy. And that is why on the Mac, we now have gorgeous, you know, calligraphy and he's paid attention to design because he understood how much design plays a part in this industry of technology, which was so, you know, bland and ugly pre Steve Jobs. You know, I don't think he was, he, he was a calligrapher, you know, he didn't come out of that class designing a font, but he came out inspired to, to, to do something with that. And I think we don't even need that. I don't think you even need that judgment on yourself of sucking at something. I think the trial and error or whatever it is that you're going through now is important because it's going to inform however you choose to express whatever it is that you want to do one day, whatever that may be, whether it's through this podcast or photography or, or a nine to five job, because those things aren't necessarily bad if they work for you. And it could be all of those things that you tried that make you better at any one of those things. Sucking is a, it's an illusion that has been imposed on us by a society that wants us to strive for perfection and perfection's bullshit doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's a complete illusion. It's a lie. It's, it's, it's something that is forced onto us to, to remind us that we will never be enough. Why? He. Let me take a minute to digest that. Let that land. Okay. Very, very interesting shift in perspective just happened to me. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You need to cut my teeth. Yeah. I'll have some as well, please. Yes, of course. What would you like to smell? Oh my God. I feel like I'm smelling so many things here. I can do, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Peru. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Hopefully the security guard doesn't come back. (laughs) Thank you, I'll have that, thank you. My God, you have yourself a little uh, collection here. Yeah, I've been I've been addicted to to smells and bahur and mm. incense and 
you know. Uh, I like using them to to switch gears, change conversation, mm. and uh, you know, go 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 to different places. Nice. Yeah. If our ancestors did it, why shouldn't we? Mm. Is that Mystica? That's Kopal, Peruvian okay. Kopal, which is, you know, similar. Hey, it smells yeah. like it. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, so do you like to be asked questions in these sessions? Uh, Sure, li li liked or, or not, I welcome it and mm. see, see where the conversation goes. What are you finding most satisfying about having these conversations with people? I think it's um, getting to know somebody one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. that I otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity or the privilege of being sort of, you know, ha having an hour or two with this person mm by ourselves talking about stuff mm. um you know we're, we're always meeting new people in like social settings mm. uh or you know in business settings or you know something you know some sort of other formal setting i've, I've never been able to not never but like usually you don't get to, to sit with somebody with sort of no no barriers or judgment or or purpose really you know i'm just talk and see who this person is and and what you can learn from them so i think that's really why i created this format mm. where i really don't care about how long this is what the subject is what the quality looks like it's just it's come this is an interesting person i feel some sort of connection there i kind of know want to know what you're about what you've gone through in life maybe i can learn something and yeah, this, this, is, this is the satisfying part. It's like, okay, let's, let's talk. You know what I find interesting? Um, again, it goes back to the cyclical narrative of the alchemist. You come back to where you started. We're at a stage where we have to create these types of experiences to have a deep human connection. We were just talking about that recently. I can't remember with who, but we were talking about like, you know, when, when, when you go out and hang out in the desert and mm. play some music and uh, just kind of, you know, watch the stars and the dunes or nature or whatever. Now it's branded wellness retreat. Exactly. <laughs> a branded wellness retreat and it costs you like 5,000 dirhams to do. And, and you know, there's a, a tent with a toilet, which is a hole in the ground, which you could very easily do, you know, behind a tree. It's just, it's such bullshit. It's a, but, but like, I feel, I feel it too, because I, 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 I seek these things. Yeah. I, I do this with my podcast. I go on retreats. I'm part of organizations for entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm part of specific social circles that are interest-based and hobby-based. And I swear to you, I swear to you, the format of how we try to quote unquote connect is having a, what comes naturally to us, a safe space to have a genuine human conversation with no judgment. It is, it is something that we lack so much in the world we live in right now that we have to actually have to create it. it. We have to brand it. We have to brand it and create it. Yeah. Isn't that it's sad? Very, it's, very, it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's so sad. 
It is pretty sad. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I have, um, I love the fact that you're a photographer. I think photo photography was what, I'm a, I'm a designer, so I studied mm. design. Um, so photography was a big part of what we learned. Um, and what I love most about photography are, funny enough, portrait photographers. Like, I think, mm. although a lot of people would disagree with me, but I find portrait photography to be one of the most incredible, incredible practices. We will be friends. <laughs> Because there's something so intimate and deep about taking someone's picture. There's something revealing. One of my favorite portrait photographers is Platon. And Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I, 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 Have you seen my work? Yeah, I've seen your work. And yes, I, I, saw, I saw the inspiration. I, saw, I see it. Yeah. I see it. And like he, my, my work is basically... Latin mm -hmm. and Peter Lindbergh mixed together. Oh, okay. Have you, have you heard of I've him? heard of him, but I'm more a fan of Platon, yeah, but yes. Like, like the, 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 the intimate portraits, almost masculine, like, like he has a masculine thing to his portraits, even of women, Platon. It's, yes, it's he does. It's very, very masculine. Because he wants to show power. Yeah. He, wants, he wants the subject, he wants to show the power of the subject no matter how vulnerable they are, but yeah. he's also very invasive in the yes, way that he takes pictures. Exactly. Very invasive. He's, yes. he's like an inch away from your yes, face. Yes, yes, It's amazing. But then you have Peter Lindbergh, uh -huh. where his work is very, it's, it's very fashion, mm -hmm. but real. So, so he doesn't edit anything. Okay. And very minimal makeup stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know that, that image of, um, of like the five or six or seven supermodels in the, in the white shirts. You know ah, yes, yes, yes. That's Peter Lindbergh. Oh. So he, he's like, the, like it's he's the, the natural guy. Yeah, the, the birth of the supermodel. That's okay. the, the, so he, he's, he's the one who, who brought out the term supermodel. And, and basically, you know, before uh, fashion brands would just use models to put clothes on, walk the runway, mm -hmm. come back and that's it. But he's the one who, who, who made model, the model herself the celebrity. So like the same model would go to the parties, would go to the, you know, like he made that celebrity. So putting Platon and, and Peter Lindbergh together for me, you'll see it a lot in my work. Yeah. If, if, if you, if you, if you no, know these two photographers. Oh my God, God that's, that's it. It's <laughs> a dude. You need to stop pissing them off. Yeah. I didn't pick your call, I'm sorry. I didn't see the call. phone's here. Oh, it's here. Okay. Uh, where were we? We were talking about Platinum and yes. Lindenberg. Yes. And, and what you do is try to merge kind yeah. of both. So the point I was trying to make to you is there's something, even, even me and my photographer that has taken my headshots for the past couple of years, she's incredible, Selma Laisa, Selma Isa um, in Kuwait. Um, she, there's an intimacy in the process of getting your photo taken and someone taking your photo. Um, and I love it. It's such a beautiful form of connection. So 
I forgot what the point of the story was, but my point is I love, we have to, we seek these opportunities to connect with people, like in getting my photo taken. Although I don't love having my photo taken, to be honest, but there's, there's something about wanting to be seen in that way, in that connection of getting your photo taken by a portrait photographer, someone who's not, their intention is not just to take your photo. Their intention is to just, to see, to look. There's an intentionality in what they do that doesn't exist with someone who's just snapping a memory that they don't want to forget. It's not, it's not a memory that you're looking for. It's, it's a moment. It's a vulnerability. Even in Platon's pictures, like, yes, in the angles he uses and, and even because he photoshops a lot. So even in the way that he treats his photographs, there are, there is a power to his subjects, but also there's an intimacy and a vulnerability in because these are powerful people that he takes pictures of. I mean, Very scarily powerful to, people. To care if, did, he, did you ever hear the story of him and Putin? Yes, yes. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That Putin story, like, like, that's, like, even, like when, I, when, when somebody tells me, you know, from another photographer, what's your favorite image? Mm. It's that image of Putin. Not because, of, not because it's Putin, mm. because of the story of yeah, the photographer. Yeah, yeah. The story. Taking this image of Putin that's, He's like an inch away from Putin's face. Mm. It's like one of the scariest men on the planet. You know, like I'd love to be in a position of, of this much confidence mm. to be able to get somebody like Putin to relax while I'm an inch away from his face. Mm. To, to be in that space, you know, like the amount of trust and security and, 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 and you know, him allowing Platon to be in that place. It's just, it's, it's, it's a bit magical. For anyone who wants to know more about this story, there's a series on Netflix called Abstract. One of the episodes is Platon, which I think is seven. Bassiani, check. Wow, okay. Yeah. You, 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 know, you know the episode number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It was a good, I think it's the only episode I saw. Bassiani, I loved it. I can't wait to uh, take your picture, to take mm. a portrait of you. Yeah, I've come very, like, uh, I woke up this morning, funny enough, I was supposed to continue to um, continue the routines of the breath work that I have learned, which, you know, I set my intention that I wanted to do, but I woke up to, as I have been doing for the past hundred plus days, to news of the escalations in Palestine, and it pissed me off so much, and, excuse me, a part of me was just like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't even want to dress up for this. I want to go as I am with how I feel. And that's the picture he's going to get today. <laughs> nice. That's, that's always the picture I look for. Mm. As is how you are. Sometimes I get people to take their makeup off. Mm. Like, no, no, you're wearing too much makeup. Mm. Go wash your face. Good. Yeah. What else? You know? What do you do? What do I do in, in, in life? Yeah, I mean, besides take pictures and have intimate conversations with people <laughs> for a podcast. For a podcast, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I work in the commercial photography space. That's how I, I earn a living. But recently I've been um, 
sort of, uh, there's this extension of, I want to get to know another person more intimately, uh, where I'm applying it to the photography side as mm. well. So this is the podcast part and, you know, we sit and talk and that's it. And there's one image. Mm. And then there's something I, I started called therapy sessions mm -hmm. where, um, you come in and you hang out in front of the camera mm. and, uh, you know, we, we put some incense and we meditate a little first and, and then we see where this conversation goes, mm. but in your body and your, in your face and in your emotions and see what you want to deal with and go through. And it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a ceremony. So to the camera. So it's a play to the camera. It's a play to the camera, but like, like al almost like a, a therapy session, like you're, you're sitting there and, 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 and dealing with whatever you want to deal with. Mm. And you come out, uh, with images, seeing what that looks like, mm. uh, what, you know, whether, whether you like it or not, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not, they're not pretty photos. Sometimes they're pretty, but they're not, they're not usually pretty mm. images. It's just very, and you know, what is pretty. Yeah, uh, like in, in, in the, in the, in the uh, magazine mm. sense, you know what I mean? Uh, and you get to see what you look like when you're sad, angry, happy, emotional, uh, yes, in pain, uh, physically, emotionally, like it, whatever it is, you get to see what that looks like. That's awesome. Yeah, and I've been really, really enjoying those and learning a lot from them. Mm. Um, and, it's, and it's opened up a lot of doors as well for me uh, to explore, you know, myself as well, you know, what, what, what I, what I look like when I'm feeling these things, you know, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's been what I've been doing recently. Who takes your picture? I get that question a lot. <laughs> almost nobody. Really? Yeah. Almost nobody. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think I'm at that stage where I, I can be open to, to somebody else mm -hmm. that I that maybe hasn't been doing what I'm doing, you know, mm. um, there's, there's that, that, that trust of not just being technically good at this craft photography, but also the trust of like, uh, being, being able to hold space for somebody, mm. um, and, 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 and taking whatever happens in that space to your grave. Mm. You get me? So, so there's, there's that level of trust that I, I, I haven't achieved with anybody to let them give me that experience. Mm. Interesting. Sounds like a, a fun challenge to work on. Yeah. For yourself, I mean, just to, to challenge yourself to get to a space where you let go of that. You let go of that rule of needing to quote unquote trust someone. There's a liberation in Okay, let me take a step back. Not everyone deserves to know every side of you, okay? But there's something very, very liberating to opening up and allowing yourself to just be and flow. It's one of the things I love most about Eid, to be honest. The woman can flow. Oh, like she's just, she's reached another level. And I'm not, this isn't to say that I think she doesn't have her own issues. Like everyone has issues. That's, I'm, I'm not trying to impose that on her or anyone. But I've learned so much from her in her ability to be herself and be present and just flow. Ana huna wa al-an. 
That's what they told us in the uh, breath workshop. I am here. I am now. I feel like that's that's a it's a beautiful thing to experience. And maybe sometimes, even if it's not in the perfect circumstances that fit your idea of when you can do that, you discover beautiful things about yourself. I, I, I'm aware mm. um, because I've seen it. I've seen it in others. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I've happened to, like it's been on my mind for a while. Like who could I, who could I trust to do this? Mm-hmm. Like I'd love, I'd love to, to, to challenge myself to open up this. Next month. time I'll bring my camera. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe. Cool. I think I don't want to stop it there. Okay. It's a nice, that's a nice place to, for me to ponder on. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah.